Ole, 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 ole. We're all part of Hockey Coaches Army. So yes, welcome 2nd of August 2018. We are now the best in the world in hockey. Well, four, one of four. <laughs> Uh, zero zero, highly exciting zero zero. I went to penalty. Oh, we won a penalty. Yeah, no, do you know what? Three one. I, I was I got caught up and doing stuff at home and totally forgot about it. <sighs> and you didn't even tell me on the way in. I that's because I was holding it. I was holding me ole ole till uh, <laughs> till uh, till then. Uh, hold on, you're not loud enough, are you, Roy? No. Go on, say hello. Hello, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back in the game. I got a thumbs up from Jamie too, and Gary. Double thumbs up from Gary. We're okay. So yes, Ireland are into the quarterfinals or semi-finals of the uh, Hockey World Cup out in London after they defeated um, India three-one. Basically, typical, stereotypical. You know, when you're in the Olympics, within two minutes, you're an expert at the sport. I was an expert during the penalty show. Absolutely tearing strips off the keeper, saying she's too relaxed. She's standing. What's she doing? It's okay. I told you she was going to concede there. She's just she's not doing enough. And then of course, she saved. I think three out of four. And uh, yeah, we came good. It was two. They both missed the first two penalties each. Then we bashed in the last, uh, the last three, and they only scored one. Brilliant. So yeah. three one. I'm good now. I, for, I totally forgot about it all together. And you know what? I totally forgot about the Dundalk game as well. It's just uh, we move on from that. We'll just say what happened. Oh, actually, do you want to introduce our have you presenter got his, have today? You got his mic up now. Just in yeah, case. it's up. Yeah, all right. So join well, it depends on his opinion. I might turn it down. Joining us today is Glenn Keating. Sorry, and. <laughs> Glenn is an expert in absolutely everything to but do with sport. But you can say, baby. You Sorry. Just, you just wanted to do Yeah, it. no. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one like outside. Oh, two of them, Jamie and Gary. We're all right. We're going. Glenn. Yeah. Can you hear them? Yeah, I can hear them. All right. Uh, yeah. What's going on with the mics today, I boys? I don't know. Are we okay? Gary, Gary's messing up in here. Say hello, Jamie. Jamie's come in. Hello. Our tech guy. What's going on? Oh, this is terrible. The wrong one, is this it? This is shocking. Yeah, uh, see, I don't want him to talk. I just want to sing. But you can say, baby. Right. Mr. Glenn Keaton, say hello to the world. Hello. There, ah, we, there are. we go. There we are. There, there, we, there are. we go. So, two uh, quick question. You like your football? I do, yeah. Who, who's your number one team? Number one team? Yeah. Uh, international, obviously, Ireland. Uh, I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, and uh, Pats. Have to yeah, be St. Pat's. Pat's. We had a bit of a chat outside. They're not going to be St. Patrick's Wanderers. They're, they're, they're okay. It's just a surrounding area as I've now been uh, educated. Uh, just, just, just on it because just we were talking outside about St. Pat's and their proposed stadium and how it's fallen on their face. Did they, do you think they just set it up in sort of hope that they would get the, the go ahead or to try and put pressure on? Um, no, it was, it was the first thing that was proposed. Uh, since Kelleher took over the club, he has said... If you take Pats out of Inchy Car, the club will die. And before the the whole country went into a recession, there was proposed plans for Michael's estate. And Kelleher, you know, got on. I think it was. I'm not sure who it was that proposed his plans, but it was a shopping centre. And he said, "Can we put our stadium on top of your shopping centre?" But obviously, then plans fell through because there was no money for yeah. the project. But uh, now this is something Kelleher has always wanted to do. It's something that the the league needs. You know, there's only there would be no other stadium of its kind are apart from the Aviva. And um, are they destined to stay at Richmond? They're des de destined to stay in Inchy Car. Whether that is, but will anything happen in the next five years? Do you think? 
I, I don't know. It, de- it depends on whether the councillors are willing to put in the extra work for the extra, uh, the bonus at the end of it. You know, uh, it would take a lot of work. I will say Kelleher and Co. their plan proposed wasn't perfect, yeah. but it was far superior than what has been selected. And Kelleher could have also went around uh, dealing with local residents a bit better than he did. Yeah. But, you know, the council have been on board with plans by Pats to do similar things in the in the past. And it's just when the plan was looked to be set in stone, the council kind of just turned around and said, no, we're not having it anymore. So yeah. the council said they're keen to work with the club. Yeah. But whether anything will happen watch this space. or not yeah. well it's like anything else watch this space what's the uh, what you call them thing, like the Goodyear blimp is it just a blimp Yeah. is that a fancier term for them we're not in one of them by the way it's just it's melting in air and just if anyone else can hear the fan because I can the fan is that's what it is yeah. it's, it's, it's really co- we're, we're live at the golf we're actually in a Goodyear <laughs> blimp watching uh, Tiger and the boys which we'll uh, give you updates on uh, uh, the rest of the hour as we will with Aberdeen and Burnley are, are you going to actually give us one or two little roundups before I go to the song no because I'm going to tell you who's on the show <laughs> we have Kieran O'Sullivan who Blue is 22 who is the co- head coach of the Irish National American Football Dying, team I'm dying for this and uh, it'd be interesting to hear what he has yeah, to say I've been watching Last Chance You for the last week so I haven't I'm seen that so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to home and watch that yeah, as, it's after. super uh, so he's got to come in. He's on. He's on the phone actually. So he's going to talk yeah. to us about the upcoming friendly against another bandwagon. We can jump on with Ireland hitting that big time. Only if they win. No only pressure. If they win. <laughs> so uh, are we going to go to song. Yeah, we we'll go to a song. Yeah, do you want to introduce it? Yeah, another Irish up and coming band and a top song of the summer. This is True Toys with Automatic. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Following a gap of two years, the Irish American Football Association's national team have announced their return. The Irish Wolfhounds will take on the Belgian Barbarians in Ooh. an international match on October 20th. Leading our team is the head coach, Kieran O'Sullivan, who joins us on the line. Kieran, welcome to the big kickoff. Hi, Good, Kieran. How are things? Listen, Kieran, where has the international team been for the last two years? How come there's no games? Well, it's uh, international politics in um, sports politics, that is, you know, there is a bit of an issue with different federations uh, governing the international scene and uh, the fallout meant kind of a drop off in the international football for everybody. So the people at the top table seem to have sorted stuff out, smoothed the uh, waters a little bit and the way is clear enough for us to get back to work and play football and be on the field where we belong. Brilliant. So what, what's, what's the history of the international team? Uh, it's been, uh, again, don't, there, isn't a, there isn't a set international program in American football. It's, it's unlike a lot of other sports. Uh, the main focus of our sport, the pinnacle, really is the NFL, yeah. which is ultimately a club game. And then you've got a college layer underneath that feeding into the NFL. Um, internationally, it's, it's not a, coming from America even, their international team wouldn't be a focus. And what it equated to is, um, it's sort of like basketball, um, you know, until basketball became an Olympic sport, there was no interest 
in the American national team, really. Yeah. Um, and then when they allowed the professionals into the Olympics in the 90s, um, you know, that's when the focus turned to a national team. And if you think about it, America doesn't really have national teams across any of its sports, really. Mm. Uh, it's top sports. You don't see the baseball team, you, do, you know, you don't see the basketball team except the Olympics. So the focus in our sport isn't really on an international setup, unlike rugby and, and soccer and other sports where, you know, they develop their national teams as the sport developed itself. So we've got a fluid situation um, in terms of games. It's fairly erratic and, um, you know, you've got to go work to find the games and to find opponents. Um, and we're delighted to have Belgium arriving over. We play Belgium, um, Irish and Belgian clubs compete at a club level for European competition and we've had a level of success against them. So it'll be a good game. It should be equally matched teams. How, how, many, how many teams in Europe would there be? European teams in terms of clubs? Uh, no, it, it, sort of the national standard. Oh, national standard is nearly every country in Europe would have uh, okay. a national team of one level or another, but there's a diversity. Um, you go from uh, your German and Scandinavian teams who are professional level um, and then you work your way down through the federations, the smaller federations like our own, Belgium, Holland. Um, not saying we're not professional in our outlook or approach, but we wouldn't have the same financing and support. Um, for instance, the league in, in Poland is one of the newer leagues, but I mean, it just catapulted into, um, you know, top level support and, and the sport is huge over there. So their national team um, comes in at a higher level than the Irish or the Dutch national team would. Okay, and is there is there major tournaments that would be played on the international scene? Or? Oh yeah, there'll be kind of European championships and world championships. Um, again, they've fallen victim to sort of the political wrangling going on for control over um, international football at the moment. But the main focus again in our sport is um, generally clubs and we're really trying to change that now with federations of similar sizes getting together to compete as often as we can yeah, yeah. Um, so every couple of years we'll, we'll have um, our actual European championships and hopefully we'll fit into the next cycle of that Brilliant, brilliant so when were you appointed uh, Kieran? I've been coaching the national team um, since 2012 in different roles and I was appointed four years ago as the head coach of the senior programme. Right. So, Kieran, you have to, this is where we're going to grill you a little bit, right? So you're now the head coach. You've got an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, statistical analysis, a linebacker, two performance coaches, quarterbacks coach, offensive line, defensive line, defensive back, <laughs> wide receiver, running back. What, what do you do? Um, I sit back, smoke a cigar, uh, <laughs> yeah. watch everybody. <laughs> it's, it's what management's all about. Um, You're good at delegating, so are you? Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's about motivation and delegation, I suppose. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, it's more complicated now because we're actually um, training our under-20 squad um, simultaneously to our senior squad. So all those uh, coaches that you've named, you multiply those by two. Yeah, and yeah. so we're um, we're duplicating everything um, so that we will be using the same schemes, uh, tactics, strategies, and approach for both squads, making the transition from the under twenties to senior smoother, and hopefully injecting some uh, 
you know, younger, fresher blood into the, the senior setup as a result. So, so yeah, go on, sorry. <laughs> so basically, when you when you watch kind of like documentaries or behind the scenes and stuff like that, where you see the head coaches calling all the plays and stuff, do you kind of set up how you want to go about your season, and then you pass that down to your coaches who implement it during practice, or is it a kind of a collective where you all get together and kind of come up with the, the best ways possible? Well, the first the, the first thing is. Um, you find people with a similar philosophy yeah. and work ethic. And that allows you then um, to give a, a greater degree of trust and control over. Mm. So, you know, if, if, if your offensive coordinator or your defensive coordinator is, is singing from the same hymn sheet, you're not so concerned or you don't have to be so, so controlling over it. And I'm lucky in that respect. Mm. Um, in Ireland, we've pretty much got a very similar philosophy across all of our sport. We're extremely physical. We're extremely aggressive dedicated hard hitting and that's reflected in the in the coaches and the coordinators on on my staff uh, and I'm lucky in that regard so um, I would set out with um, goals um, targets that need to be reached um, the type of football that I want to play is reflected in the people that I selected anyway mm. so even if I wasn't there they would run something very similar to it um, and we'd all kind of we improve each other because even though we're all coming from the same he- same direction or we're all heading in the same direction, um, the energy that's brought to it and the insight from the large number of coaches, um, you know, just make sure that we're all keeping on the same track. Mm. And um, a lot of that comes down to even the assistant head coaches that I have working with me. Mm. Um, Steve and John, they're two very dedicated football people who could run this program themselves. Kieran, what... What, what styles, what different styles is there in American football? You've talked about having the same sort of, we call it philosophy, but what different styles is there? How different is it in American football? Like you can obviously see it in football and stuff where they have different tactics, different scenar- ta- uh, scenarios where they'd be counter-attacking or all-out attack or what have you. So uh, what way is it in American football? That's, it's similar to a lot of sports in um in America itself, it was uh, driven by weather conditions before we had got all the indoor stadia and you mm. know fancy uh, 4G pitches. Um, weather conditions dictated a lot of what you could do. So if you were playing football in uh, New England, uh, around New York State, uh, upstate New York, and that you were dealing with snowy weather conditions outdoors, Green Bay, um, you weren't able to have the, the passing game that you would get, let's say, in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, so even if you look at like some of the historic teams of um, the 1980s, uh, the 49ers with Joe Montana, yeah. had a fantastic passing game. And then you look at the Chicago Bears, the uh, who won that great um, Super Bowl in the 80s with their absolutely fantastic run game. And, you know, that's, that's basically the two different styles. You get um, a kind of a finesse game on the West Coast, um, and it's more stick it up your jumper, <laughs> uh, rough and tumble when you're looking at the, the East Coast. And you know, our weather conditions here would, would lend themselves more to the uh, stick-it-up-the-jumper hmm. um, type of thing. But the game is evolving now, and that's less, um, you know, the, the finesse is spreading out throughout the entire um, geographic spread. So it's less obvious. But the one thing we are in Ireland is extremely physical. I mean, if you look at our sports, the sports that we play ourselves, Gaelic football, hurling, yeah. um, even the way we play soccer, the way we play rugby, you know, there's an intensity and a physicality about um, how we play. And we, we kind of like to, you know, American football is a great way to express that 
uh, personality trait. We have no shortage of people, you know, who are out there hitting hard, and um, we have that reputation as as players, as teams, and as as a national team. Do that no do matter what happens, we will hit you. Kieran, do you, <laughs> do you get many people crossing over at the end of their Gaelic football or football career, or is it, or is it people who have played American football at a younger age that continue to play? Anyone cross over? Yeah, we get um, we get people from from all walks. Um, we get people from rugby. Some of the guys. Our, our season club season would start um, in March, towards the end of the rugby season, and some of the guys would come over then. Uh, have a summer of um, American football before going back to their rugby clubs and they'd be playing rugby at a fairly serious level. Um, GA people, you know, guys who just want to try something different. It's the great thing about Irish sports people. Uh, Dave Hannigan wrote a fantastic book about his childhood and trying every single sport. We don't just follow sports in Ireland. We actually yeah. try a lot of different sports. And, uh, you know, people come to us, they see it on TV, there's the video games, um, they get the news feeds from the states on the internet mm. interested in the sport they find out there's a club down the road they come out and they try out it they come from gaelic soccer martial arts actually uh, a lot of guys in martial <laughs> arts find a way to use a lot of the skills that they've learned and picked up in a team sport um you know so all walks of life they come to us and you know and guys from our team um i was coaching with the university of limerick and we had guys who played Gaelic at minor level for their counties with guys involved in provincial rugby um, at a younger age so all different walks you know it's, a, it's just something people are curious about interested in or have a passion about and they come out and they try so and some stay some go so for yourself Kieran, where did the love of the game come from had, had you always had it or was it when you moved over to the states or and then kind of fell in love with it from there or where did it, had you always had it in you Oh, well, uh, mine goes back to that, uh, talking about history, I yeah. found 100 years old, but <laughs> when uh, when RTE started showing uh, the NFL yeah. in the 80s, yeah. um, I mean, it was like nothing we ever saw before in our lives. Absolutely. Uh, I was unreal. obsessed with the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it did, you know, they were like, they weren't like sports people at all, they were like Hollywood movie stars. Mm. Uh, mm. It was fantastic. And then when I went to the States, um, I, I lived in Maine, which mm. is not exactly the centre of, um, you know, the football world or any other world, really. And um, I was living in a small town called Waterville. Just over the river, a small bridge separated them was the, the, the rival town, Winslow. And the game between the two high schools, it reminded me very much of um, a GEA rivalry, yeah. parish rivalry. And between what I'd learned about the sport and how I learned to enjoy it as a spectator on television and actually being at those games... Um, I was hooked. You know, it, 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 the we only see the NFL, but if you dig down and look at the mm. high school game, what's happening in every single town and village in America? It's huge. It's well, it, it's so comparable to what's happening here mm. with the GEA. There's the, there's more. It's in the lifeblood of the town, isn't it? It is absolutely, and people play for um, you know people play for the jersey and and everything that we talk about mm. um, here in relation to you know our sports here volunteerism, um, local parish, growing up, passing it on from generation to generation, all that stuff, all those, um, every single town has their little history. And if you can get even a, a glimpse of that, anybody from Ireland would automatically buy into it, be hooked by it. And it's very hard to, it's very hard to, to kind of <laughs> let it go after yeah. a while. 
you know, I'm still trying to find out how things are going for for the Waterville team in the run up to their season. So for so, you, is the stereotypical Friday night lights anyway? Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes Friday afternoon because they have no lights and <laughs> um, you know six inches of snow on the field and the game's going ahead and everybody's frozen and it's just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you always see it during playoff time. Obviously, uh, how cold is it going to be down in Green Bay? And it's it's fascinating to see. Like I, I, I think I don't know which playoff game it was this year, but you're talking a good foot or two, and it was Isn't incredible it, to watch the game. This country falls apart and stops, and, <laughs> and they're now having barbecues in the snow. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I think mean, we're just fascinated by that because we ground to a halt in any weather situation. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> well, if you if you if you look at the you know the weather conditions in Buffalo, if you look yeah. at them in Maine and all these places, the only by rule the only thing that can stop a football game is is thunder and lightning. Lightning. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's the only reason. They will not stop for a month. There are actually rules about uh, the condition of the field. You know, that you, the game will go ahead regardless of the condition of the field. Once Super. it's okay at the start, we'll just keep playing. And it can be covered in snow. And famously, I think it was the uh, New England Patriots took an opportunity during a timeout to run out the grounds crew to clear an area for a kicker uh. to make a kick. That's not allowed. You, the snow just oh. builds up and accumulates and you play over it and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and... You know, when you think about that and you think about um, that's the NFL and then you'd imagine when you go down all the different tiers to the smaller schools playing in those regions, on a Friday night before those playoff games, kids would have been out there playing football in a lot worse conditions yeah. and just and the stands would be full yeah. and people would be enjoying it and the tailgates would happen beforehand and you're talking about sitting in the stadium for or a stand or bleachers for like two, three hours easily. In those weather conditions, it's a passion. It's unbelievable. So it's not like and the New England Patriots to bend the rules, anyway. Ah, no, no, no. <laughs> not, not at all. It's not what rules are there for, anyway. To be <laughs> listen, Kieran, you're playing against the Belgian Barbarians in October, October twentieth. What will the lead up to that game be like? What would a typical week build up to the game be like? Well, we'd have most of our preparation done. Um, okay. We're in. Currently, we're in the playoffs, so our national final, the Shamrock Bowl, is um, on the 19th of August. Yeah, super. Um, so players will have recovery time from that, and then we'll go into our uh, training camps at the national sports campus every weekend almost. Mm. Um, in September, October, we'll be working on in preparation for this game. Um, pretty much the last week, the work will be already be done. Like, we, we won't, we're all volunteers, we all have our day jobs, yeah, we all have... Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have the luxury of, of heading to a hotel for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so our work will be done. The final week will be, for me, really trying to keep a lid on um, the emotional hype that the guys will get in, the nervous energy, um, and trying to keep the guys focused. Is this the first game back, is it, the, the, the game against Belgium? Yeah, this yeah. is the first game back. Our last game was in 2016 against uh, Holland, and funny enough, that game was stopped by a lightning storm oh, and is there guys who would have been in that game who obviously would be chomping at the bit or is it a fairly new and fresh side oh no there are guys who are um, chomping at the bit it yeah. was um, they've been I mean dealing with the guys we had to we had to wait to see would the lightning storm pass over <laughs> and the guys were there we want to play we want to play Yeah. and the, eventually the game was the officials made the right call they called the game and our guys invited their guys over to our hotel to finish the game in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> we, we, we just wanted to, we, the guys, everybody, we're all just, we're, we're ready to go. So it's kind of raining in that, that energy and trying to focus it 
um, to make sure that we peak on game day and not to have people too excited, too um, too nervous, too looking forward to it and as focused as we can and then just get the energy out there at the right time. So are you involved with any of the clubs that are in, in the Irish League at the minute or are you very much kind of just travelling around, keeping an eye on talent or are, is there guys you're missing or looking to put into the squad or what way it's working for you? Well, I was, um, I was purely the, the head coach of the Irish team until this year yeah. and because of the Dohiatis, I was looking at all these uh, young coaches coming up and snapping at my heels hmm. and I figured I'd better get some experience on the line. So um, my alma mater down in, in Limerick, uh, the Limerick Vikings, um, took me back as a special teams coach just to keep me, uh, you know, just to get my yeah. uh, hand in the game and, and keep focused. But I also got to see a lot of players then, you know, playing all the, the top teams in the country I uh, got to see a lot of players doing that. Until the game was signed off on, we weren't really sure when the programme was going to be mm. relaunched. So um, Limerick would be my um, the club that I coached, the club mm. that I coached with last, and I coached with them this year. I had a fantastic year with the guys. Very young team, like all the college teams are, you know. Yeah. And uh, a lot of new talent coming through, and it's a real challenge to try to, um, for all these coaches, to, to try to teach new guys the game. If you can imagine... Um, somebody is playing in the top division of a sport and the first time they played a game might have been like two months before their first club game. Yeah. The first time they ever yeah. held a football yeah. or put on the gear. Um, I don't think it happens in any other sport um, yeah. except ours. So it's a challenge. You go from uh, being a rookie to maybe playing in a national championship <laughs> in the one season. <laughs> uh, where were the games you played, Gerard? Uh Not 100% sure yet. We're looking at a couple of venues in the Dublin area. Mm. Um, because the Shamrock Rovers ground in Tallinn uh, Tallinn Stadium is where our national finals are played yeah, so yeah. I mean that's that, that'll be probably. hopefully well for me like I'd love to see it played in Cork um, okay. yeah. you can tell by the accent why you'd love to see it played yeah. in I don't think the GA allow you I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, we'd have a word. Uh, it wouldn't be the first it wouldn't be the first uh, American football game to be played at the GA so um, but look, we, you know, I, I leave that to our general manager, Alan Orr. He's um, he's uh, scouting around and talking to various venues and trying yeah. to pick the the perfect spot for us. Um, but you know, looking forward to it, and I'm sure wherever it's played, um, hopefully people will turn out and watch it because um, there's nothing like seeing um, Irish players yeah. being allowed to go out there and express themselves like um, any sport yeah. watching it live the difference is unreal than sitting on the TV uh, sitting oh, like, watching it on the TV it's a yeah. completely you different know, scenario well, I mean people I, I don't think people get an impression from yeah. even watching on TV of you know just the noise of the hits it's the same with any, any sport rugby you go to Absolutely. A, a rugby game and you can hear the noise you can hear the collisions you can feel the collisions if you're close enough to them same with hurling you know you watch a hurling game and it's, it's an immersive experience yeah. when you're there um, you know the 3D experience so, game day, will you have a headset? No. No headsets? Because, <sighs> like, yeah. when you're really in a car and you're throwing on the ground. <laughs> no. Or, listen, if you don't have a headset, how good is your clipboard? Like, is it strong I enough to take a beating when you're throwing on the ground or anything like that? I'll probably have a laminated piece of paper. <laughs> Tucked <laughs> into the, the, the back part. of your trousers, yeah? Just to look the part, yeah. Dude, you know, um, <laughs> Little you tiny know, headphones in your ears instead of the big headsets. The big headsets. No, um... You know, we're lucky, the kind of command and control situation, yeah. um, we like to operate in what we're used to. I always found it very interesting when I was looking at um, people involved in GA clubs and that, that when they get to a final, all of a sudden they're all reaching for this technology that yeah, they can yeah, use yeah. 
yeah. all the time. Yeah. You've got to use what you're used to. You've got to use what you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, if you introduce something new and exotic um, at the last minute, mm. you're spending more time actually dealing with that than I'm you are focusing on yeah. Yeah. You know, where, where the brain should be. So we don't use them in our club games. Um, it'd be very difficult for us to actually benefit from them. In a, in a big game. Yeah. Okay, Karen. So it's the twentieth of October against the Belgian Barbarians. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for it. We might give you a call after it to see how it went for you and how the preparation went and the game and the game management okay. and all that sort of stuff. And uh, if it's in Tala, we'll pop across. <laughs> if it's in Cork, oh, you can't go down there. No, they kill us. No, they kill us. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Cork, Cork is a long shot. No, at this stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd be saying it, it, you'll probably be close enough to call in, and hopefully you will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just a quick one, just the, the Shamrock Bowl coming up is on August the... August the 19th. And that'll be in Tala? In Tala Stadium, yeah. No problem. And always, always a fantastic, um, really aggressive, competitive football game. Brilliant. Yeah, so well, if we get across to that, we'll we give you a shout and we'll, we'll, we'll meet up. We'll talk to you then. Absolutely. Okay, Listen, Kieran, talk to you soon. Thanks very much for coming on. Thanks. Take Thanks care. All the best, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Local programmes, local presenters, local news. Tune to Livy Sound 96.4 FM. Hello and welcome back. What's going on? Jeez, what, what's going on with the echo? Can everyone hear me? No, we're all right. just me uh, and my uh, No, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's the playing in the background. Uh, yeah, we're in the Goodyear <laughs> blimp here live at the Listen, World it's GC. Abs- it's absolutely roasting in here. We're in the sauna. We're going Swedish today. <laughs> so we've got a few results and a few just about results in the Europa League. Uh, Burnley and Aberdeen are one all at the moment, so that's going to go to extra time. Uh, Rangers are one all, but they're going to go through two one. Yeah. It's the 94th minute, so you could say that they're. M- well, we won't say it, but they're nearly there. Crusaders are more or less out drawn one all, six two down. Six two down. Hibs through, and the new Saints. Uh, they're Welsh. They're yeah. Welsh. I was just. Do you know what? It was, it was the Lincoln Red. They played Celtic, Celtic wasn't Lynch, it? Yeah. Remember, they gave them a bit of a free. So. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on that then during the rest of it. Dave. Yep. Talk to me. The English Championship, uh, League 1, League 2, basically every other league bar the Premier League is starting this week. Your thoughts? I don't have any. Don't care. Uh, listen, uh, it's going to be very interesting. Obviously, a couple of the, the old guys who have just retired, like obviously Gerrard is up in, in Scotland. Obviously, it's going to be a big look on... Frank Lampard and where he's going to go with Derby. Half decent start, saying all the right things. Um, haven't really kept an eye on the transfer side of things too much. Um, so I'm not too sure as he brought in kind of kids from other clubs, like on loan, a bit like the way Jared has, or is he kind of, I'll, I'll go with what I have. I'm not too sure. But yeah, the big focus is going to be on, I'd say, him this week. And obviously, geez, it's, it's stacked. It's it is stacked. stacked. Like the three teams that went down are quite strong. There's It's always the way it is. You can pretend you have an idea. You just close your eyes and throw a dart at them. You have to wait a a couple of months. And even still, somebody that's in mid-table goes on a run of five or six in a row and all of a sudden they're back in the playoffs or charging it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Glenn, when you look at the championship, what do you think? Uh, Personally, I prefer the championship or League One or League Two football over Premier League football. I I think it's it's proper football. It's tough. You know, like you were saying, anything can happen. You can go on a... A f- five five game win streak and you could be end yeah. up in second and then three three games two losses and a draw in the next three games and you're out of uh, the promotion playoff yeah. spot so sitting pretty at the top after a couple of months and then all of a sudden fighting off relegation yeah. it's, it's it's bonkers it, the 
big game is starting tomorrow, which is Reading and Derby, who we just said. What do you think, Frank Lampard <coughs> as manager? Um, I think it's a. Obviously, it's it's good for Derby to have someone he clearly knows his football, but I think it's. I think it, it was a too high a caliber of a job to take for your first managerial role. Do you think? Uh, I think he, he he'll struggle to settle in. I think the the first the first two three months, you know, how them results go, for him will, will determine, you know, a lot of his future with Derby. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's gonna have to get off to a bit a bit of a flyer, as in, yeah, he, he can't afford to be losing two or three games in the first three or four games. Like, you know? Both him and Jared are under serious pressure. Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, it's sad because it's off the basis of their playing career. Yeah, you know. And in fairness, they've both taken fairly decent sized jobs. Um, so the pressure's on them for their career because you know yourself, manager the, the managerial careers like look at Gary Neville you exactly. Know, yeah. All of a sudden, he's not being looked yeah. at. Yeah. But he actually got shocked out of management, though, didn't oh, yeah. he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and w- what a cauldron to go to. I know, yeah. You know, seriously passionate uh, um, um, supporters down in Spain and, and down in South... Well, they're not really South in Valencia. But that's it now. His reputation is shattered. He's probably going to have to start to, uh, back at his own club at Salford City if he really wants to kind of bring, bring it back up. So the pressure's on them to be at least successful. Like, if, if Jared kind of got in and got out got in, compete with Celtic even this year yeah. and come second and then maybe jump on to something else and really give a big job a go. Like, it's, Rangers is still a big job. Yeah. Same with Lampard. If he was to get them out of that this year, it's massive, but it's like, do you stick around and then struggle? Yeah. I don't know what's going to go on. It's, well, it's, 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 it's two tough jobs for the guys. There's a big question for Frank Lampard. Oh, yeah. And this is it. <laughs> but it's, people are so interested in this and uh, I, I think I'm going to go so... But that's not necessarily an absolute rule because we've had a pretty good pre-season in the tracksuit, so I, I do get quite superstitious, but I'm not caught up in it. I've got a suit ready to go. We'll see. Have you been quite calm or are you a kind of arms waggling and running up and down the technical area? What I'm have you not, been? I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm running up and down the technical area. I don't think that's quite my personality, but I'm, I'm certainly active enough. The arms go up and down occasionally. The voice uh, at the end of a game is you know, kind of strained. But yeah, I think you have to try and... Um, not make a difference but you have to try to affect things as much as you can and as a manager I'll try and do that but it'll always be down to those players that are on the pitch so he's going to be a suit kind of guy Glenn if you were the manager would you wear a suit or a tracksuit uh, I'd go with the suit definitely suit I'd be a tracksuit uh, with the socks tucked like over the tracksuit uh, and uh, boots on you'd be Martin O'Neill yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no you can't have that. an umbrella and a cup of tea <laughs> and a cap I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, it, I think it depends on the game. You know, I think I'd be one of them. I'd mix it up a little bit. It, like, suit in the middle of summer, I, I don't care. With the rolled up short, and then you have the sweaty patches like Camacho in Spain. Remember the, the World Cup back in 2002? Would you want? So you'd, it's, it's all to do with the weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. w- would you wear the big manager coat, like the big blanket? I would like in the winter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you'd yeah. have to. <laughs> I wouldn't wear the, the Wenger one that looks like a caterpillar. But it looks impossible to put on anyway. Know, how do you walk around? <laughs> How do you, I don't know, but anyhow. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be brutally honest. I haven't really looked into it too much, and I suppose I should consider we're doing a show and we're talking about the championship, but I'm going to have to put my hand up and say, who are the early favourites or runners and riders for the championship this year? Well, I think Derby are going to be up there. Yeah. They're, I think they're just for the Lampard appeal. Yeah. Derby have had a few good teams o- over the last few seasons, and... I yeah. think they've tripped there, themselves there, up. There's a lot of money in Derby. They're yeah. one of the richest clubs in England. They always seem to buy the, buy the best of the rest, yeah. the best of the championship, and kind of guys who are slightly faltering the premiership I, and bring I think them down. There's something like the 12th 
on transfer budget are the 12th richest club. Jesus. See, that's why we got him in. Sorry. Um, I, I, I myself, I fancy Sheffield United or Preston. Has Sheffield only, only come up or is this their second season? This back? is their second season and they, they did have a, a push in the yeah. from about December through to about March. They were f- between 5th and 7th and now there's, there's a lot of young Irish lads there as well. Like I was just Enda about to say it's there. their new transfer record, isn't it? John Egan, the centre-half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Enda Stevens as well. Um, very two very solid was he the left back uh, that went to Villa end of Stevens no I think I think so yeah yeah yeah. no and that's the thing so you'll be keeping an eye on the likes of Sheffield United and obviously we're going to keep an eye on Preston because Preston. they're fairly strong unfortunately Shawnee yeah. Maguire is going to be missing for two months with another hamstring another injury, injury is, yeah. is, is, is he a Michael Owen kind of guy yeah, he does he has suffered but um, I like your man uh, Louis Malt um, m- m- Malt 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 um, I like him a lot. He's a very strong kind of physical uh, striker, you know. A lot like he's I he's a taller, slower version of uh, Sean McGuire. Yeah. And again, Daryl Hogan, Alan Brown too, and Graham Burke all had solid preseason uh, preseason matches. Yeah. So uh, it, it looks good for Preston. It's just can they hold on to? key players there's a yeah. lot of key players in there the likes Greg Cunningham who's gone he was he's a real gone, leader he's at the back he's gone the Premier hasn't he he has he's Cardiff. Cardiff he was a real leader at the back for them last season mm. um, uh, David Rudd in goal very solid English goalkeeper he could if he has a good season he, he could he could get a move up to mm. um, the Premier League I feel but you know, it's they have the bones of a a, a team that could get into the Premier League it's just whether they can hold on to everyone yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you see there promotion Stoke are the favourite 7-4 to four, Middlesbrough 3-1 to one, and West Brom 10-3 to three. Gary Gibson's mighty leads are 7-2 to two. are they going to uh, I'd, I'd love them to get back in and of course then you've got Forrest Swansea and Forrest, Forrest have put a bit of money in yeah uh, they had a 12 million was that uh, signing over the summer yeah, oh, I can't think who he is. <laughs> but the fact that he's... I don't know who he is. But some of the transfer fees in the Championship are going almost a bit been just as eye-opening. It goes yeah. just goes to show yeah. you the money that's in there. And apparently Villa are a little bit more healthier than they think. Yeah. And it's going to be a case of trying to potentially fight to keep Grealish now instead of selling them. Yeah. yeah. Although apparently uh, Chelsea are, are circling around that uh, deal now at the minute. Uh, Grealish? Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. it's it's uh, the rumours have ramped up now today. It's a lot to do with... English players in the squad, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's all it'll be, and but let's face it. Is he not Irish? Oh, jeez, don't go Maybe in a couple of years when he's Sessian not getting a goal. Well. Yeah. Ryan Sessian, I still can't believe he's still at um, Fulham. I really can't believe he's still there. Yeah. If if it's his choice to stay, I think he, he has uh, his head well screwed on. Like exactly, credit to him. Yeah, too, yeah. too quick, he's, he's making himself grow, he's, he's making a proper name for himself. He's not. He doesn't want to be a, a one-season wonder in the Premier League. Justin Scotland, the first game I think is Aberdeen and Rangers. I thought you were talking about a guy called Justin Scotland. No, just, yeah. <laughs> who was, was it, like, man? Was is, he a, is he a manager or a player? <laughs> I was going, yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah. Oh, in Scotland, wasn't there Scotland that played for Swansea? <laughs> I think uh, there was a Jason Scotland. I think Jason Scotland. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where you, you caught me there. He had, a, he had half a week in, in the top of the Premier League or something. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, in Scotland, Aberdeen are playing Rangers in the first game of the season. Well, yeah. their first game of the season. And that's an interesting one because it, it'll, it'll show a little bit about what Rangers are about this year. And for me, even though I want Celtic to win the league and, and what have you, I want competition. And I want to see really tight games like they used to be. And you want to see Aberdeen be up there and contest. They want a bit of a, con- a competition up there. So, Gerrard's uh, brought a lot of players in. Yeah. But you don't know how good these are and how they're going to pan out because there's a few yeah. young players there too, and isn't there? They are kind of quick fixes because they're loanees as well. So yeah. it's very much they come in, probably do a good job, but then they're gone straight away. So it's a funny one. What do you? It's it, does he want? To, is it an early success, or is he trying to build something? Uh, it's hard to say. Like he, he's brought in a lot of players, and yeah. it's it's not like a, a manager that just takes over who doesn't have a lot to do where you can bring in two or three players and they're going to gel with the squad he's brought in a, a lot of players and you know it, it's like in a new squad will all the players gel w- will the squad work yeah you know look at aberdeen have the upper hand there like they, they've had Solid. a very good squad tipping along they've bolstered their midfield with forrester um yeah i'd love to see him i'd love to see him breaking into the team now soon they, they did um they did lose adam rooney yeah. Who I thought was a very... Interesting move, isn't it? it? Was. Yeah, he talked to her that a couple of years. Just, yeah, four, just got to show you the money. 4,000 a week. Yeah, f- and five I even heard. So you wouldn't know. It's there or thereabouts. Yeah. It's crazy money. So it's obviously... obviously you can't that get near that's that. Aberdeen, he's, he scored something like 32 goals in 68 games yeah. for Aberdeen. Uh, he's very well liked there. He is. And um, now gone to non-league. It just, it just doesn't make sense, does it? It really is. Uh, that's why I don't like English football yeah. as much. Yeah. Now, in fairness, he's of the age, 30, 31. He probably needs to start building the nest egg. And if he's getting offered that, I wouldn't hold it against him if he's not even on that up, oh and, no. up and top Scottish football. So if on you're a personal level, I get it. If you're but it just level, goes to show you... That's not going to last yeah. you the rest of your yeah, life. So exactly. you have to build it a nest egg. Yeah, but exactly. it just goes to show you the lack of money in the Scottish game. And hence why you don't hear the one or two players going up the way it used to be it's yeah. very much just up to Celtic and Rangers now if you know what I mean well, well he could look at it he's kind of, he could be trying to you know get a final kickstart in his career moving to non-league yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was very good in, in the Scottish league which yeah. would be it, technically it is a step down on the quality of football of course, yeah. Yeah. You know, he could make a name for himself and possibly get into League 2 football maybe boxing how's your boxing uh, knowledge or knowledge? Skill? <laughs> knowledge. Wait, knowledge. Do you want to fight? Yeah, <laughs> you have to earn your face in this fight. <laughs> no. Your initiation is car pack now. Uh, Tyson Fury. <laughs> Tyson Fury. I want to fight now. I don't care about this. Now. I want to fight. Tyson Fury is uh, down to fight Wilder. Yeah, because I only thought it was a rumor before I came, and you said it's been confirmed for December. For uh, December, yes. Yeah, and it looks like because they had. Joshua's Anthony. Eddie Hearn no, no. Joshua is it Eddie Hearn yeah, yeah Eddie, Eddie Hearn was on and he, he was going to take on Tyson Fury and he wanted to take Tyson Fury on but he had a four fight uh, sort of plan yeah before he did fought Joshua yeah and Fury wouldn't take it but he had the likes of White uh, Shazara and yeah. he says he needs those fights to be able to build up to fight Joshua yeah now he's going in to the deep end, basically, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Because he had a, a nothing fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it Plantia? Is that his name? Well, he's got. Well, he's had two. Has he had two or just no, the one? one? Just the one. Yeah. And the guy was a joke shop. He he was. M- as soon as you seen the size of him, and then the way they were kind of 
playing up with each other at the press conference. I straight away I was like, yeah, this is a joke shop fight. He's got a fight now in Windsor Park in a couple of weeks' time, and then obviously I presume straight into Wilder. And uh, is it in the states? It's in the states. Yeah. So decent pay. He said he, he, he has no problems. He says that's how men do it. He just got the deal done, and but as long as the two of them grow a pair, because Joshua's got two the two dates in the state for the stadiums booked out next year, mm-hmm. and one of the next one after this fight with Povetkin in September is in April. So basically, one of them, whoever wins, needs to step up and get that fight on in April, and uh, no messing about. Well, I think if, if Fury beats him, yeah, Fury be there. An absolute yeah. monster all British fight. It'll be huge. This is Fury when it was 99% <laughs> certain. Uh, I think he's already here. <laughs> it's um, 99% done, as far as I'm concerned. There's no, uh, there's no arguments over money, splits, promoters, nothing. It's how real men do it. We do the business, straight to it. No messing around. No hiding from the big fights. If you're good enough, you're good enough. And if you're not, forget about it. Go home. What happens when you and Wilder get in the ring? What happens? I outbox him and then I stop him. He's never fought anybody like me. Ever. None of them have. But old Tyson Fury, he went to Germany to dethrone the legendary Klitschko. Will go to Las Vegas and dethrone the WBC champion, Deontay Wilder. You've heard it here. How good is he? How good is Tyson Fury? I he's he's very underestimated still. I think he yeah. is. It's the way he talks about himself, the way he used to talk about himself as just a fat guy trying to make good money, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it really he played on that really. He did and. Yeah, it's like gotten to where he is yeah. now, and now he's kind of upped his upped his game a lot. And yeah. he, I think, he's a very good fighter. He's and he has the just the perfect per- personality. He's yeah. not too he's great at selling. Oh, he's not. You know, he doesn't get on your nerves, <laughs> and he doesn't not sell a fight. It's yeah. it just he's and, the perfect. Uh, and his style is awkward. It's yeah. it's very awkward. Like I kind of watched back the Klitschko fight again and. It just wasn't what Klitschko was used to. Just the guy standing in front of him, and he could just jab away for twelve. There was actually a bit of movement with with Fury, considering the size of him, and he is long and rangy and tall. I, he's a great style, and it. But is Wilder the fight for him? Who knows? Like Wilder, I've seen like, bits of Wilder. Could this, but en- could this could could this end his path? Oh, absolutely! Like Wilder, there's no denying Wilder's a great fighter yeah. as well. It's just. You know, now now he's been called out. Now it's really time to step up. We've only like he's fought kind of the best that's on offer out in stateside. So it, the British on paper, because we've seen it more often on Sky, are they the stronger stable of fighters? Obviously, your Whites and Chizars, and obviously Joshua's. Are they the stronger fighters? N- now it's time to find out, kind of thing, like just where how good Wilder is, because you can say he's a top top fighter, but. It could be a lot of chaff that's stood in front of him. Now he's a big hitter. Yeah. Like his knockouts have been fairly spectacular. He's incredible. And they come from different angles, though, don't yeah, they? Yeah, he's, he's he very is crazy awkward and rangy man. himself, and he does long reach and stuff. And it, it, it's one of them. But that's it. That's the. But at the same time, as we say it a lot, the heavyweights. It's you just don't know that one it punch in a heavyweight game changes the everything. The only thing is, like, if you are coming from the awkward angle, like Fury. Yeah. If Fury was to catch a you're counter, you're punch, leaving yourself open. Yeah. yeah. If you I think Fury would be able to take a punch off Wilder better than Wilder yeah. would be able to take the punch off Fury. So yeah. If he does throw that awkward angle punch and he leaves his chin open or, you know, he leaves his body even open, it, it could be a, a devastating blow. Yeah. yeah. Jose Mourinho. <sighs> okay, it, it, we haven't got enough time, but that's the exact yeah. reason why it's a good time to bring it <laughs> yeah. in because we don't want to get too stuck into it. There's been talk about Jose Mourinho. There's 
Um. And will he be here? He's the favourite now. The bookie's favourite to get sacked first. Yeah, he's seven to one favourite to get sacked. And first he's just non-stop league. negative and moaning all of a sudden and calling uh, out players. Apparently, he fined Martial for going to see the birth of his child. Yeah. One hundred and eighty k. One hundred and eighty k. And called him out on it as well. That's it, it's it. I I don't see how he. And if anyone is. should understand the team, because he's the one that's at home alone in um, in 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 Manchester, and his family are still down in London. Yeah. So he should know just how. How tough it is. How tough it is and how important the family side of things are for, for the game. Uh, we put up a post on the, the big kickoff mm. of Jurgen Klopp going into the bar <laughs> in America, That's right, yeah. uh, getting a point. Uh, what was the man's name who sings that uh, song? Ale, Ale, Ale. And Webster, he, he's in playing it and he's in there singing along with the fans. Yeah. And caught by surprise and was Klopp, buzzing. Klopp is with the fans. Mourinho is miles yeah. away from it. Yeah. Mourinho's in his own world of... He's, tr- he's thrown the, the, the dummy out of the pram, isn't he? Kind and that's of quite what could be riling up the fans even more going, even though they mightn't admit it, they kind of want a manager that they can get behind and back the way they're noisy, well, a new potential noisy neighbour 30 yeah. miles down the road. And it's probably pissing them off. Yeah, yeah. And they've got a grumpy old gay who's just literally, he's, he's not the same as he was 10, 15 no. years ago when he first came over. And the spark is gone. You can see it's not there anymore, I don't think. And it's kind of like. He just he lo- everything about him is is lazy. The way he's yeah. set up teams, uh, the way he's he's has gone about press conferences, the way he's gone about his physical presentation, yeah. everything just seems lazy. It's like and it's, it's um, like he's trying to get sacked. He's trying to get the yeah. payoff and move back to Spain. Is he planning his exit strategy? You know what I mean. And I don't think he's replaced his number two, his right hand man no. from day one, Rui Faria. Yeah. Klops has gone. And there's not much talk about it. He seems quite happy and he's maybe coming more to the fore and other lads have stepped up and that's what it's very much been and everyone seems happy and there's not that much of it. Players look happy. The thing is with, with Mourinho, let's put Mourinho against Klopp because yeah. these are two different types of managers. Mm. Klopp, if Klopp isn't getting the people in that he wants to get in, he'll put it across in the press conference like, well, we haven't got our two targets in. We're looking to try and get them. Uh, we'll be doing our best to get these players yeah. in where Mourinho is attacking everyone. Oh so yeah. you know it, which which makes for a better atmosphere in a club. Already the the, the atmosphere is low around. Manchester Allegedly, United. there was an interview by one of the players at pre-season, and he mentioned something about the atmosphere or whatever. And apparently, as soon as the uh, interview was over, he went, "Here, make sure you cut that that part out because the boss will go crazy because it's a nightmare at the minute." Yeah, like whatever was brought up, and he just kind of forgot where he was, and then kind of copped on and said, "Can you cut that part?" I said, "I'll get into awful trouble because." it's shocking apparently absolutely yeah but the then again I, I seen a, a, an interview with Anders Herrera and he said that behind the scenes it's all great exactly you, what don't, do know we know? If, you don't know if he's been told to say that or if it is actually great yeah exactly or, yeah, Herrera would be one of the, the younger lads you know you have the likes of Rashford Lingard Herrera mm-hmm. Martial you know and y- you look at Rashford coming off the, the bond he had in the English team yeah uh, that's going to be interesting the actually this year players they really just have bonded together so the atmosphere that Herrera is experiencing might be different to the atmosphere that the more senior players are experiencing experiencing that they want to lead the team and Mourinho is standing in their way yeah yeah and just briefly McGregor apparently is back in the UFC yeah he's been up to uh, the number one contender again so he's already no He's number one contender already, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think he said, I'm back, honey, or honey, I'm back, or something, with the UFC shorts on Twitter today, and everyone's gone bananas. Well, there's a press conference to the UFC tomorrow, and th- they're expecting to announce two fights. 
and how de- like in fairness it has to happen for the UFC well I'll be honest I, I've known I, in the last six months I haven't really looked too much I haven't followed too much it's kind of completely gone off the radar hasn't it Especially and the cards yeah. the, the fight cards that have been on show on like being showcased are amazing um, uh, you see like BT losing the rights uh, to show the UFC really shows that when McGregor was yeah. axed as such. Yeah. Well, they, they, they didn't necessarily lose it, though, did they? They wouldn't bid over their price. They had a price that they were going to go for, and that was it then. Yeah. If McGregor was at the peak of his powers and it was all nice and comfy, they're probably a bit uncomfortable about spending more money when they don't know. Yeah, yeah if, if he's... I'd say now... The, the lads in the BT head office are you know kicking themselves that they didn't yeah. splash the extra I think BBC3 are getting involved a little bit lately I think I I've think noticed them kind of shouting a little bit yeah, more I don't know who got the rights do you? 11 Sport 11 Sport that's in right because they have brand. what's the latest thing that they've got their hands on is it the NHL or something yeah no I think something a lot of European football they're after getting their hands on but it's it, that's a crazy game in itself now between the streaming channels and now the sports channels. Like Sky, Sky are going to be up against over the next year or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know? they are. No, f- um, Facebook and Amazon. And yeah, and yeah. Uh, f- Facebook are finally securing rights to show. Yeah, a cer- certain match Premier League games now, <sighs> and I think Mario Rosenstock really hit it on the the head <laughs> with his uh, his give uh, operate match thing at the Sky Sports the home of sport except the World Cup except the World Cup <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah no Mario's great isn't he ah, he's uh, brilliant now well, listen wi- next week yeah. we are going to have uh, a full show dedicated to uh, Glenn's uh, hated league the yeah, Premier exactly. League <laughs> is it going to be our year is it going <laughs> it's Liverpool's year it's won already yes! it's over uh, I'm not one of them we're going to talk to we're going to get Reno a couple out. of fans on to talk about their their delusions <laughs> <laughs> like me own <laughs> a bit deluded like Bugo but, uh, and it should make out for a good show Glenn's going to be in with I'm going to call out Newcastle fans I want you on I'm going to have some fun with you it's a massive club that you're there come and on I'm calling you and, and Everton Everton uh, spend a billion the, the little brother the little brother at arm's length no you're alright <laughs> listen thanks very much <laughs> take it easy we'll have a good night thanks week. Glenn thanks <laughs>